it trickles over into every aspect of life, everything that you do. So it makes it even harder or unknown to plan trips. It's it's difficult to know if you're going to be in a flare. It's difficult to know what new symptoms are going to arise. It's difficult to know, hey, how far out to be able to plan something and it be successful. It's difficult to kind of in the back of your mind wonder if you're going to be okay once you've paid for something. Have you tried yoga? Maybe you should see a psychologist. Are you stressed? Change your diet. Acupuncture. Trust stretching. Sleep? You've been doing so well. Stop stressing. Anxiety. Functional? Functionality. 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 Welcome back to the Functionality Podcast. I'm your host, Tasha. How are y'all functioning? I'm not functioning so super great today. But that's exactly why I am wearing my Assets Over Liabilities t-shirt so I can channel some of that EYL and Market Mondays energy because I've seen those guys go through a lot and every Monday they show up. And so as Shadi always says, the show must go on because one thing they're not going to do is outwork us. So while I still physically can, whenever I physically can, until I physically can't, I will be showing up and giving the tea every week. The tea of the day is an Indian spiced chai tea, and that goes great with our topic because we are talking about what's the tea on F&D and travel. And while I've never been to India, I definitely would like to. Because I love a good chai latte, a good chai tea. But let's talk about travel. Let's get into it. So much like diet, like I talked about last week, we have to think about and take more things, much more things into consideration when it comes to travel. uh, When you are chronically ill, specifically when you suffer from symptoms of, I would say, any neurological disorder, honestly, really any chronic illness. We have to take so much more into consideration than if you are, I guess, more able-bodied. There's so much more upfront planning because specifically about FND, the variability of this disorder is by far the hardest part. It's the hardest thing to plan for. And I've mentioned it before. And so that it trickles over into every aspect of life, everything that you do. So it makes it even harder or unknown to plan trips. It's it's difficult to know if you're going to be in a flare. It's difficult to know what new symptoms are going to arise. It's difficult to know hey, how far out to be able to plan something and it be successful. It's difficult to kind of in the back of your mind wonder if you're going to be okay once you've paid for something. So, I mean, going back to the boys uh, from Earn Your Leisure, I want to go to InvestFest London, but the thought of sitting on a plane that long is actually daunting. So, I mean, it's just a little bit harder, a little bit more things that have to be taken into consideration when it comes to traveling, when it comes to any type of traveling, um, when you are suffering with symptoms of FND or when you're just suffering from chronic illness in general. Because with first thing, we have to think about much more things to pack. We have to not only plan all the things that we would generally pack or an able person would pack, but we also are just going to need more items to simply keep us feeling functional. And so that in itself is like, 
oh, people probably don't even think about that because they just pack their stuff and they go. I see so many people in the airport, even before I was chronically ill, I see so many people, they're just traveling with like one little small purse and that's all they have. And so when I was younger, I thought, man, I need all my toys and I need all my things. I used to pack like hella CDs back in the day when I would travel with my family. And so I was like, I don't know how they do it. But now I especially don't know how they do it because how can you travel with nothing? How can you just travel and say, yep, I'm good. Maybe it's a business trip. Maybe you're going home, whatever. But that in itself is a privilege. Being able to just up and go is a privilege because I need items. I need items like one of my main uh, items just to be functional on a trip or that I take just for to have and make sure that I'm good is my TENS machine. And I mentioned that before, but there are several things that I use daily that I can't take. And that is a part that has to be thought about. That is a part that I take into consideration when planning a trip. Um, I can't take a weighted blanket. I can't take my heating pad or I won't take my heating pad because it's five do- it's five pounds. And um, clearly every pound counts when you are checking a bag. So it's like, do I want to give five of my pounds just to this heating pad? Maybe yes, maybe no. So far, no, <laughs> but I could if I needed to. But like if I need it that bad, then it's like, am I really going on this trip? It Lots of things to take into consideration. I can't take my beanbag. It's six feet. I can't take my beanbag. I can't take my sleep number bed. I can't take my shower seat. I can't take my foam roller. So there's a lot of things that I just use daily or rely on daily just to be functional, semi-functional, that go out the window when it comes to traveling. And aside from what to pack and what we can't pack and what I might need, I have to think about where are we staying? What are we eating? What is the schedule going to be like when we're there? Because am I going to find time to rest? I know that I'm going to need time to rest. I always need time to rest. But when you're on vacation or when you're traveling outside of your home, it's always a little more go, go, go because you want to be able to take advantage of the time you have wherever you are. So of course, We are going, anybody has to think about where they're going to stay and what they're going to eat, kind of. But I really have to know, do I have to plan a trip to the grocery store when I get there so that I can get my protein drink, so that I can get my noodles that I eat, so that I can get popcorn? Is there a stove so that I can make my popcorn on the stove because I don't eat microwave popcorn? Is there vegan options, plant-based options where I'm going? Will I have access to a car? Who's going to be driving me because I likely won't be the one driving me? It's so much to take into consideration that it may seem super simple for people to say, hey, you want to go this place? Do you want to, hey, come visit. You should come visit. I want you to come visit. I would love to come visit. I would absolutely love to come visit. If it was that easy, I would go visit. Oh, now that makes sense. So I would love to come visit, but I have to think about more things, which means that it becomes a little bit more of a task, a little bit more of a hassle than it used to be. So I'm going home to my best friend's wedding in a couple weeks. And so luckily I can get what I need there. Because it's, you know, it's home. My dad still lives there. But even though it's my hometown, it still isn't the home where I have lived while chronically ill. So it's not really home for me anymore. And so I still have this sense of admitted anxiety because like, am I going to have everything I need? Am I going to be good? And so it just, that in a nutshell means that being chronically ill 
kind of will have you become a homebody. It will have you become someone who just stays home, especially if you don't actively make it a point to go out. And I don't like that. (laughs) I am a homebody as it is, and I've talked about that. But then there's plenty of things that I don't want to miss out on. There's plenty of world that I still need to see. So I'm going. I'm going to go. I'm going to figure out a way to go. Am I going on a plane? Yeah, maybe. Am I going in the car? Well, let's just say this. Car trips are awful. Car trips are awful. So, I mean, uh, cars, trains, buses. So far, that that doesn't look like the best mode of transportation for me and FND. Because car trips are awful. I went on a five-hour trip to see my grandfather for his birthday, for his birthday party. And it was rough. It was rough for the last like hour and a half. And we had to actually stop so that I could stand up. We had to stop. I was like, I cannot sit in this car anymore. I need to get up. And so basically my back is trash. I seriously don't even understand it. I don't know how it's trash. I don't know why it is so much trash. Maybe it's from gymnastics. I did a lot of gymnastics and flipping and all this other stuff. But I can't sit that long I cannot sit in a 90 degree seated position I can't I can recline the seat sure but even still it's just not comfortable it's just not comfortable in a car okay so cars and wheels are out airplanes are okay Uh, you get there a lot faster however airports are awful airports are absolutely awful the stimulation from the point you even pull up <laughs> if you from the point that you pull up to the airport, all of the congestion of people and all of just the commotion of people and all the people talking and all the the moving parts and all the lights and sounds and babies crying. No offense to babies. I'm just being honest. Babies crying and just the loudspeaker overhead with the TSA things. And <sighs> it's a lot. Security. Security is rough because going through security, so I get a wheelchair when I travel, but going through security, they ask you, can you walk? Can you can you stand up? And I say yes. And so when I get up, then they take the wheelchair through and then they have me come through. And so then I'm like, okay, but I kind of still need my cane. And so then it just becomes difficult. And they're like, okay, you still need to take your shoes off. It's a whole lot. It's a whole lot. It doesn't make it any easier. Security is already a hassle if you're able-bodied. So it's still just as much and more of a hassle if you need uh, extra assistance. And if you are a little bit differently abled. And so my first point that I would like to say is, yes, I'm going to go on an airplane. Yes, I will choose to travel by airplane from here on out. But for myself and for, I would say, anybody else dealing with some wobbly legs, use a wheelchair just do it just absolutely do it get it from the when you walk in when you walk in and you check your bags you get that wheelchair put it as a um check it when you actually buy your ticket you can put wheelchair need wheelchair assistance and so use a wheelchair to get through security easier and to board easier it allows you once you're in a wheelchair you can board with the like the families and the people with strollers and stuff like that you get to board first so then I don't have to worry about being a little slower because I'm already overstimulated so the chances of having an episode chances of having tremors and ticks are like oh it's through the roof at that point so then I'm walking a little bit slower and I'm just a little bit 
more uh, disoriented and dissociated. And so if I can board first, that makes it much easier for me. I'm on. I don't have to worry about any other thing. And then I just wait because I usually don't have to be anywhere quickly. I wait until everybody gets off and then I get off and then I get right back in a wheelchair and boom. <laughs> I will just say I feel so bad for Mr. Mahogany sometimes when we go places because he has to carry things and push me. So he's got like my bag and his bag around him and then I have a bag in my lap and then he's pushing me but then sometimes he's pulling a bag like for us to get to a car if it's just the two of us or whatever. It could be a whole hot mess but I tell you he is just so helpful and so amazing and just so sweet every time. He's always like are you good? Do you need to go to the bathroom? Do you need this? Do you need that? Do you need food? What do you need? <laughs> like he just checks in so well and he's like it's fine. We use the elevators. We go slow. We're fine he's he's everything that man like honestly shout out to mr mahogany love you so much so so much for real but in saying that when i go to my best friend's wedding in a couple weeks my mom is going with me on the flight and we will have mommy jr and i can't even lie i'm nervous i'm nervous because i've only been on two flights since I started experiencing symptoms in both of those flights with Mr. Mahogany. And so now, not that I don't think that my mom can handle it because I know that she can because the only reason I'm as strong as I am is because of her. Let's go. But I haven't traveled with Mommy Jr. and FND and without Mr. Mahogany. So I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous and I will definitely do a part two of how this goes or just to check in maybe just post it on Instagram or something like that but it's okay to feel nervous you probably will feel nervous it's nervousness around a trip that people who don't have any symptoms probably would never even think about I mean since even before booking the trip I just keep thinking I want to be good I want to be okay for the trip I don't want to be a burden I don't want to be slowing anybody down I just but it's a lot the closer and closer it gets the more I'm like okay here it comes here it comes and I'll post the messages that my mom sent me a couple days ago but I literally have to start physically preparing my body now now I have to start physically preparing my body two weeks in advance just so that I can give my body the best chances of success while traveling yep that's my life and what do I mean by preparing my body? That means literally resting. Yeah, just making sure I don't do extra. Making sure I don't do anything I don't need to do so that I don't send myself into a, <laughs> even though I'm already currently in a flare, which is why this is so rough for me. But yeah, so even that, that itself is making the preparation for this even more concerning because I'm like, okay, I'm currently in a flare. So now like we need to, get up out of this flare within the next two weeks, get out of the flare and like recover in the next two, two weeks. Because being in a flare, I would be just resting just to get myself out of the flare. And then I need to build up my strength again. So come on, I'm 30. According to doctors, I should just be able to get up and go and party and live my best life. And I can't. And then my test results don't help. But the reality is... The answer is no. <laughs> the reality is, 
I can't operate like that. I can't just up and go. I can't just say like, hey, Mr. Mahogany, let's do this. Let's book this trip. Let's that. I can. But there's always that thought, those thoughts in the back of my head, like, what if, what if I don't want to waste my money on this flight? What if, what if I don't want to book this hotel? I don't want to book this excursion. I don't want to book this experience. What if, what if? Anybody could say what if, but the amount of what if becoming reality is uh, much higher when you feel what we feel. And so, I mean, as I, I'm struggling from one weekend of celebrating with Mommy Junior last weekend, that is why I am in this predicament right now. From going to a kids' bop concert with my eight year old daughter, and now, boom, here I am. And that wasn't even a wedding. That wasn't even a wedding. So it's like, I'm so excited for her, but I am just, I'm worried. I'm worried. I know I'll be okay. But that doesn't make it, that doesn't make me not think about it. So all of that being said, I still say book the trip, book the trip. And so that's what I did. I can be as worried as I want to be, but you bet your bottom dollar I'm about to be on that plane and I'm about to be at that wedding and I'm about to be partying and dancing and celebrating her and her new husband. I don't care. I don't care. Book the trip. I'd rather be miserable in Turks and Caicos than at home. So I'm just going to continue to book the trips. So even when we come back from this trip, we already are planning for the next trip. And the more that I do it, the more I will get comfortable with it and learn what I need and what I can and can't do outside of what the unpredictables are as much as I can learn, okay, what kind of um, hotels or lodging that is best for me, what kind of maybe rental cars whenever we go, what kind of, what time of flights may be better for me. I think the more that I do it, the more I'll get comfortable with it. And that is just that. I think that's just the name of the game when it comes to FND is just pushing yourself through it, but not pushing too hard and then learning from the experience. If you don't learn anything from the experience, you're just going to keep experiencing the same experiences, but learn from the experiences. Um, All of our symptoms and all of our needs are very different. And I I understand that. And so this is only what I'm saying for myself, as I always say. But for you, for anybody who's listening and who might say like, well, I'm nervous or I don't know what to do. I don't know if they have this and that. Call. Call up front for anything that you want to know. Call the airlines. Call the hotels. Call the experiences, museums or wherever you're trying to go. Call the beaches. Whatever you need. If you're going to a conference, get in touch with the people who are putting the conference on and say, hey, do you have um, do you have accommodations for people who are differently abled? Make sure you call, because I don't think that it's fair that we should just have to sit out of things just because we're concerned or just because we don't think that they're going to have what we need. Just call because it's better for you to have them and not need them or better to get the information than to assume. And then you have the regret of not going or the regret of not doing it so don't put your life on hold don't put your experiences on hold just because you think it may be difficult or it may be a lot for people to accommodate you I don't care 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 I'm going to experience life and I'm going to experience the things that I am invited to and I'm going to just not allow this disorder and these symptoms to hold me back. And I think that is the biggest thing about the whole experience of chronic illness is that 
sure, this is what we've been dealt. These are the cards that we've been dealt, but this is absolutely not where my story ends. And this is not what makes my whole story. So I plan to go out there and see the world. I have so much experience to still experience. I have so much life still left to live, even though the life it right now currently looks a little differently than I envisioned it. That's how it goes for anybody. But now that I see the cards, now that the cards are out on the table, I can choose what to do with them. And I choose to travel. So stay tuned for my travel journeys. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. That's all the tea that I have today on FND and travel. Y'all stay blessed, stay strong, and make sure to get your rest. Till next time, be intentional, be faithful, and be humble. <laughs>